With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 15. On today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, we'll discuss a pair of prospect debuts and some hot AL Central hitters. Like death and taxes, Dodgers get a Dodger. I have That's not had uh, three cold brews yet. It works great in a fantasy. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15 on The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15, presented by Tops. Check out Tops Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Tops baseball cards. Michael Beller and Al Melky are here with you to kick off this week here in July. Al, let's jump into the news and notes. Let's start with those prospect debuts. Brandon Marsh and Jaron Duran debut over the weekend. Two guys we've been waiting for for a while now. Joe Madden actually had uh, an interesting thing to say about Brandon Marsh. The quote here, I want him to expect to stay here the whole year, which, yeah, I think we all want him to expect to stay here the whole year. Uh, Do you read anything into that? Is there any reason to expect Marsh won't be here the whole year? Well, I think if there's any reason to expect that, it's just the nature of that quote. So instead of just coming out and saying, yeah, he's going to be here the rest of the year, uh, he sort of tiptoed around it. And, you know, by saying we want him to expect to stay here the whole year, you know, that's more about Marsh's mindset and wanting him maybe to kind of just take the job and, and run with it. So it just it plants just a little bit of doubt in my mind. Uh, about what Marsh's role is going to be longer term, but maybe I'm reading a little too much into it, Michael. Uh, I'm certainly going to treat it like Marsh is going to be be up for a while and, and probably be here to stay unless he plays his way out of the job. I think that's definitely the way to treat it, and I think that we uh, all are treating that with Jaron Duran as well in that way. So uh, a couple of prospects who could be big-time fantasy contributors and expect to be real-life contributors as well down the uh, stretch here in the second half of the season. More bad injury news for the Mets. Jacob DeGrom and Francisco Lindor both go to the IL. Jonathan Villar, Luis Guillorme, Jose Peraza should see some time at short for the Mets. Pablo Lopez also going to the IL. He has a rotator cuff strain. Josiah Gray uh, should get a could get a start on a Tuesday against San Francisco. Kevin Gausman, meanwhile, will start Monday against the Dodgers. He had his starts pushed back because of a family medical emergency leave. Buster Posey could also return for the Giants on Monday. So even if he doesn't return Monday, seems like that return not too far off. Zach Grinke confirmed to start on Monday against Cleveland. Good news there. Bad news with Grinke's old team. Gavin Lux exited over the weekend with a hamstring injury. Going to miss at least a couple of games. More tests coming for Lux. Jazz Chisholm also left a game over the weekend with a shoulder issue. X-rays were negative, so all good there. But further testing coming for Chisholm. His teammate Garrett Cooper will also have an MRI on Monday. He's dealing with an elbow injury. Clayton Kershaw could start playing catch this week, so fingers crossed there that he is back soon. And then Steven Strasburg, unfortunately, suffered some neck discomfort days after his sim game, so he is back to throwing on flat ground. It's been a real nightmare of a season 
for Strasburg. Let's move on to the standouts from Sunday. Alan, let's start with the Dodgers and David Price. Four innings, two hits, one run, one walk, four strikeouts at Colorado. Lined up to start again on Friday. This one at home against Colorado. I mean, that's that's got to be a no-brainer of a play for fantasy managers, right, Al? I think it is. Uh, so if Price is out there in your league, I think now is the time to get him. That was a pretty impressive start at Colorado. Uh, you know, a certain number of factors look at there. First of all, you look at the venue. That certainly uh, ups the, the degree of difficulty for Price in that start. And the fact that he stretched it out to four innings in that one. So the start on Friday, if everything goes well, maybe he goes five or goes five plus. And then you get one of the most coveted matchups for any pitcher in the majors, which is getting the Rockies not only on the road, but coming off of a homestand. So a big adjustment there for the Rockies hitters. Could be a really nice start for Price this week. I think you do have to try to not only roster him, but start him this week in a mixed league with at least 12 teams. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And Willie Peralta could be joining that group as well. DVR and I talked about him on yesterday's uh, Athletic Fantasy Baseball podcast episode looking at waivers and anticipating what could be a very attractive start against Kansas City. And part of the reason it's attractive is because Peralta's been throwing the ball pretty well of late. And he continued that on Sunday. Seven innings of shutout ball, just four hits, four Ks. Did have four walks, so don't love to see that. But uh, still, the results were ultimately very effective. He's getting a ton of balls on the ground. Not a surprise. One thing DVR and I talked about is that he's been throwing a new split change that has really worked well for him this season. 187 Babbitt, maybe getting a little bit lucky, but we love the results right now. And a start on Friday against Kansas City also feels like the sort of guy who you're going to want to have in your lineup later this week. Yeah, I think that Peralta is a good streamer, if nothing else, this week. Uh, you know, you pointed out the Babbitt rate, uh, the strikeout-to-walk ratio, not only in this start, but just uh, over the course of the season so far. So there are some reasons to look for some regression from Peralta. But uh, yeah, you know, the fact that he pitches in the AL Central, I think that that means he could he could kind of skate along with this skill set for, for a while and be useful not only this week, but in some other weeks uh, later on in the schedule. Yeah, a guy who uh, we've known for a long time, but is reinventing himself on the fly here. Bit of a mixed bag for Patrick Sandoval in his start over the weekend. Nine Ks, you love to see that. Gave up six runs, four of them being earned. This was across seven innings against the Mariners. And the fastball velocity was down for him in this start. Had been sitting 93-94, south and 92 in this one. Any concerns for him, Al? And how do you feel about his next start against Minnesota over the weekend? I think, uh, you know, if you take the, the velocity out of the question, I wouldn't really look twice at uh, this performance from Sandoval because, uh, you know, the, the peripherals looked really good. Uh, and, you know, granted, it's a Mariners team that you, you might think is an easy matchup, but uh, on the road, they're actually uh, a fairly tough matchup or at least a, a, an average one. So... The only thing really that is concerning is the dip in the velocity, and I don't think it's of such a magnitude that you would necessarily sit him. I would feel all right starting him at the Twins this week, but I'm definitely watching that one closely because if it doesn't go that well, then maybe I sit Sandoval next week. All right, let's move on to some hitters here. A lot of guys leaving the yard that we're going to talk about. Jonathan Scope and Jimer Candelario doing that. Scope, his 17th homer of the season. Teammate Candelario going two for four with his sixth homer, a double, 
driving him up to 21 there. And you know what? Let's throw Derek Hill in there since they're all teammates. He went two for four in the game on Sunday. His sixth stolen base, he started all three games in the series with the Twins. I think he's the most interesting. He's the most actionable, I think, from a fantasy standpoint. Scope, you know, and, and Candelario, known quantities. You know, I think maybe if you, you know, if you need the power, you need some flexibility in the infield, you could add those guys. But we know basically what they are. Derek Hill, new on the scene, stealing bases. Seems like the playing time's going to be there. How interested are you in him right now, Al? Oh, I already uh, picked him up in Ale only over the weekend. I'm definitely getting interested in Derek Hill for uh, those 15 teamers. Uh, not a lot of playing time so far. And like you said, already six stolen bases for Hill. The playing time is going to be there. Tigers calling him up. Also, Isaac Paredes over the weekend. So doing a little bit of roster shuffling, uh, looking at what uh, some of these prospects can do. And so I agree with you. I think Hill is really the most interesting out of this group uh, scope. Uh, you know, I mean, he's already made his mark this season. Candelario, uh, a nice game for him, but again, not really great numbers this season. Kind of disappointing. But uh, the Tigers, they they've been interesting. Uh, they're they're uh, you know in third place in the AL Central, and I know that doesn't necessarily uh, mean it's a high bar, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're uh, they're going to be interesting down the stretch, I think. Yeah, you know, I think Scope could easily be on another team in the next couple of weeks. Robbie Grossman, we expect to be on another team in the next couple of weeks. And all of that, just with them being likely sellers, is just another reason why we expect Derrick Hill to play a ton in the second half of the season. Let's uh, let's stick here in the AL Central. Bradley Zimmer going 3-for-5, hit his second homer of the season, stole his sixth base of the season at Oakland. He's 8-for his last 21 with a couple of homers and a couple of steals. And he's playing every day. Al, and so that everyday playing time at least has him on the fantasy radar, right? Oh, absolutely. I think that makes a huge difference for Zimmer. And uh, on a, a nice little streak right now, uh, I mean, it's still a very small sample, but that stolen base potential is pretty much always there for Zimmer. So I think he's definitely played his way into the 15-team, maybe 14-team discussion. I'm not quite there yet with the 12-teamers, but let's see if he can keep the streak going this week because he might be somebody we'll be talking about again come this Friday. Yeah, he definitely could be Oscar Mercado, also someone, someone to watch out for there in Cleveland. Hunter Dozier going 4-4 four for four with a pair of doubles against Baltimore on Sunday. He is also on a little bit of a hot streak, 24 for his last 79. That translates to a 304 batting average. Just one homer in that time, but nine doubles, so the extra base power has been there for him. Are you jumping back on board where you can? Not really, Michael. Uh, that one homer, I think that really <laughs> kind of looms big for me in the in the stat line. And yeah, he's on an extended hot streak, but he's really been a different hitter, more of a line drive hitter, which helps to explain that uh, 304 average over his last 79 at-bats. But yeah, I you know, the doubles are nice, but in, in a lot of formats, that's not really going to help me. And, uh, you know, hitting in this Royals lineup right now is not necessarily something that's going to help him pad his fantasy stats. So I'm really not picking up Dozier anywhere that I don't already have him. Yeah, a little bit of a, a lineup upgrade from player to player is where we get to with Josh Harrison hitting in that Nats lineup and hitting very well in that Nats lineup. A 330 batting average over his last 106 at-bats that was continued on Sunday, 3-for-5 with a couple of doubles against the Padres. He's got a homer in nine doubles, just like Dozier, in that stretch that we're talking about here. And a busy week ahead, three against Miami and three against Baltimore. So Josh Harrison looking like someone who, if he's available to you, could be a nice little add to your team right now. Yeah, now I look to stream him in 15-team leagues where he is uh, still available, at least in, in my leagues. 
And yeah, it's a similar profile to Dozier, like you mentioned over the last several weeks. But with Josh Harrison, that's sort of what we expect his ceiling mm-hmm. to be. He can help with uh, with batting average. As you mentioned, it's a lineup upgrade over Dozier. So you're probably going to get more runs, maybe more RBIs from, from Harrison. And that schedule is really nice. Uh, the Marlins with Pablo Lopez out of the rotation. That's not a really fearsome set of matchups that Harrison's uh, going to have and his national teammates, really just Trevor Rogers, the only one to worry about. And then three at Baltimore. So yeah, good week to, uh, to stream your nationals. From hitter streamers to pitcher streamers, we go looking at Monday's best streaming options. Ross Stripling taking on the Red Sox. Good pitcher, tough matchup. Kyle Muller taking on the Padres. We've got Caleb Smith going against the Pirates. That one certainly jumps off the page. Alec Mills taking the ball in St. Louis against the Cardinals. And Vladimir Gutierrez draws the Mets. We've got five options we're looking at here. I assume that Caleb Smith's going to be your favorite, Al. Correct me if I'm wrong. And if I'm not wrong, who's your second favorite? Yeah, I I think I actually like Stripling a little better, even with that tough matchup. Because I just think that Stripling has pitched his way out of um, a a really heavy concern for matchups. I don't want to say must start necessarily, but Mm -hmm. I'm not too worried about Stripling. So, yeah, Caleb Smith has a great matchup there against the Pirates. Of course, if you're in a league that rewards wins, that's always a tricky thing for Diamondbacks pitchers, regardless (laughs) of the opponent. Kyle Muller at the Padres, I kind of like that too. And Alec Mills, I like the Cardinals matchup. Mills has been really good the last couple of starts. So he's really almost right there with me. Uh, with Caleb Smith in terms of the uh, desirability of these streamers. Gutierrez, as is typically the case when we talk about him, Michael, he's kind of on the on the fringe for me. So mm-hmm. with these four other really nice uh, options, I'm probably not going to be looking to stream Gutierrez. All right, and the weekly planner, as we do every Monday, let's get to it here. Al Mookie Betts uh, is dealing with some hip irritation. Dave Roberts says he'll be ready Monday. Nick Castellanos hit by a pitch on the wrist on Friday. He was not available at all Sunday. Austin Gomber could get back in the rotation later this week. He's dealing with the forearm issue. He made a rehab start on Saturday. Betts, Castellanos, Gomber, how are you treating them this week? I'm definitely starting Betts and Castellanos. I mean, Betts, that just sounds like that's, um, you know, pretty much he's good to go. Uh, Castellanos, a little bit trickier, but he's that, a player of that magnitude where it's worth taking the risk. It sounds like he'll be back. If not uh, Monday, he'll be back pretty soon. Gomber says he's ready. So in my 15-teamer, I'm letting him fly because I don't really have great options, as is usually the case in a, in a deeper league like that. I think in a 12-teamer, I'm still going to wait and see. And if Gomber makes the start this week, then, then so be it. But deeper leagues, I'm fine with starting him. All right, Wander Franco and Vidal Brujan. The Rays get seven games this week, three against Baltimore, four in Cleveland. What do you do with them? I'm starting Franco for sure this week. Brujan, I'm just not as sure about the playing time. So despite those really nice matchups, I'm going to wait and see with Vidal Brujan. And last but not least, Sandy Alcantara. Sort of has been leased over his last four starts, 18 innings, a 4.91 ERA, 11 walks in that time, and just 15 strikeouts. Do you trust him on Wednesday against the Nationals? Actually don't. He's just been plug and play for me all season long, but he's just not been the same pitcher over those four starts. And the the 18, uh, 18 and a third innings is actually the one that may st- uh, stand out the most to me among the numbers that you cited, because you figure if nothing else, Alcantara is a really good shot to go seven innings, and he just hasn't been going deep lately, and he's just not been as effective. So I'll uh, let him sit on the bench this week. 
All right, that's how we start a week here on Fantasy Baseball in 15. Give us a rating and review wherever you can, and join us once again on Tuesday when Al and I are back with you. Can't wait to talk to you. Enjoy the baseball. This is Fantasy Baseball in 15. Mm-hmm.